Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 347 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker, and of course, I am being joined by Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Not tanking it today, are you? I'm not. You know, it's uh, it's it's cooled down a little bit. It's brisk. It's brisk. I would say. Yep. What was it, about 70? It's uh, like 72, 73. I, I love that, though. Yeah. I mean, it's still too warm to wear a full-on hoodie. I'm in like a long sleeve tee that has a hood. Yeah. It's not a hoodie. But uh, if it was about 10 degrees cooler, boy, it'd be sweater weather. I mean, I'd be all about it. <laughs> Sweater weather. Yeah. I've never. I don't think I've worn a sweater since like my mom picked out my clothes. I hate. I hate like thick shirts though. Really? The reason is is like so. Like if you wear a sweater to work, then inside they got the heat on and you're just boiling. At least I yeah. am. Yeah. Well, that's when you take the sweater off. You got to wear a t-shirt under the sweater breaker. That, no, that's why I wear the zip hoodie because now it's a jacket. Bam, Dunsky. I'm in a t-shirt. Yeah, but... And comfortable. But a sweater is incredibly warmer than a zip-up hoodie. See, but I don't like... I don't I don't like it. Well, quit being a baby back bitch. That's all I got. Holy hell! <laughs> what a jerk this guy turned out to be. <laughs> Checking these here uh, bangs. Going with the candy apple crisp. I got us the same ones today. Yeah. I feel, like we've, I feel like I haven't had this in a little bit. Maybe I have. I just don't remember. I, I had one of these um, yesterday, actually, because I... It was about five o'clock, and I haven't worked out all week because I don't think I've told you this. I I injured my shoulder in Branson. Oh, did you? When I did I was not know that. In Branson, yes, and so I've been like not working out all week. So rest I, and recovery. Yeah, and so I've been uh, drinking bangs again, and I had a candy apple crisp. Was yesterday. it tasty? It was amazing. Well, now before we get started here, big underscore band, I told you about this this mystery box down here, and you don't know what this is. I do not. If it is a Packets from Eric Barker, though. I think I know what it is. Well, Eric Barker may or may not have something to do with this. <laughs> but anyway, so um, I am going to record you opening here this box. I got to open it up? You've got to open it up. Okay. Let me get the video going. And uh, I can't even really tell you why other than I just need to video it. So, okay, okay we are recording. 
We're live on the podcast and recording. Okay, here we go. You're opening up this here box. Yep, yep. Lots of. Is there? If this is one of those like, is there nothing in there? Oh, there's something <laughs> in there. Okay. Something I think you will. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> How did you guys get this? Oh, there's a story. There is a story. I want everyone to see that. that what is, we have there. That is the Holy Grail, ladies and gentlemen. The Holy Grail. Somebody went to uh, the desert and fought off two uh, uh, freaking gnomes to uh, get this figure. Yes. What we have there, in case anyone, let's let everyone have a nice view at home. We have a Bill <laughs> Venus Hasbro figure. And if you look at his move there, it actually says biotic backhand. My God. All right. I'm going to pause this video. So I thought everyone would enjoy watching this before the podcast drops and the video is paused now. So uh, this, to kind of give a, a basis of a story, was all the brainchild of Mr. Travis Fowler. Yeah. He hit me up several months ago, like many months ago, and told me about a guy named Warren. You may have heard of Warren, who does heads. Okay. He does figureheads. And he goes, what did, What would you think about doing a Bill Benis figure? And I'm like, I think that would be hilarious, but I don't even know. I'm not a good customizer, so I wouldn't even know how to do that. So Travis um, contacted another guy who is very involved, and that is Mr. Jason Wolf. Yeah. Who is responsible for the actual figure, the painting, and the card back there. That is insane. Yes. And so what we had to do at that point is now we've got the idea and how to do it, but we need the funds to do it. So this is a list of people that were involved in making this happen. First, myself, of course, Travis Fowler, whose idea it was, uh, Jason Wolf, who did a lot of the work on it. Uh, a contributor. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, Big Chuck. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another another contributor. Not a real shocker here. A good friend of the show, Mike the Cleaner. Soda Hunter. Your best friend in the entire world, GBM. My God. Both Jeff and Scott Toon from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. <laughs> Eric Brown and Barry Frost from Doing the Favor. Good friend of the show, Ethan Chambers. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. RJ from Ringside Ran. Amazing. Uh, Drew Vinsel. Wow. Uh, Seth from Ringside Art. Sammy Evans, a.k.a. Seth Lord Sammy. And finally, the last contributor, that son of a bitch, Eric Barker. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. And, I, and I'm sure more would have contributed, but once we had the idea, we were trying to keep it hush-hush so you wouldn't know about it, so it would be a legit surprise. Yeah, I, I legit had no clue. And I... I would have never guessed in a million years that this was a Bill Benis figure. Yeah. <laughs> when I opened this up, that is that is insane. Thank you guys so much. I don't know why why you guys did that. That's amazing. Well, I think it was just a fun idea, and everyone was all about it. And uh, Jason Wolf actually sent us all progress shots of everything that he had done. Yeah. And he had asked me, um, body wise, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know whose body he should use. If you can't tell, it's actually Sergeant Slaughter okay. that, he, that he used there. Okay. But he actually sanded off like Sergeant Slaughter has like the uh, combat belt. Oh yeah, and he sanded that all that off, and then he was like, "What about pants?" And I was like, "Well, I just assumed the gray tank top and like jeans, sweatpants, or jeans. Yeah, yeah. I don't know." He goes, "Well, didn't he make a picture wearing like Zubaz pants?" I'm like, "He did, but how the hell are you going to replicate Zubaz?" Yeah, and he did somehow. He, yeah, he absolutely did. I wonder if that's because actually Big Chuck about a month or two ago 
asked me where I got those those Zubas for Bill Benis, and I sent him the link on Amazon. I wonder if that's why he was asking about those. That's 100% why he was asking. But <laughs> we were in a group chat trying to figure out what color pattern they were. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Thank you guys so much. That's, yeah. that's something I would have never expected. What's funny is I... I think I talked to you about it, but like you I, did, and I knew about this has already been in the works, yeah, for months at that point. Because I, I had was thinking like I should actually because one of the running gags is that like fully posable doing the favor. Nobody really talks about the Bill Venus figure, yeah, and and I was like I should actually commission Jason Wolf to make me a, a Bill Venus figure, but here here it is, my God, <laughs> that is that is that is so freaking cool, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> When the when the head came back because when when Travis got the head made, of course it wasn't painted, so there were you know he had to do the mullet and the glasses and all that stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I I feel like detail wise, <laughs> there's not a lot to the Bill Venus look, but the sweaty shirt, he, the Zubaz, they, the, the glasses, the mullet. I mean, yes, it's, they, it was knocked out of the park. They absolutely knocked it out of the park. Wow, I I am literally speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Ages thirty and up. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh my God! Thank you guys so much, man. Everybody involved. I I can't remember every name you said. You have to send me that. Like, I, I will that I will. Uh, that list so I can I can uh, thank everybody. But man, that's so awesome. Thank you guys. Real quick, if you were involved in this, but I didn't list your name, we had to kind of after because it'd been so long. I was I asked Travis. I was like, "Well, who all was involved?" He goes, "Well, I, I don't remember everybody." And I'm like. Oh shit. Okay, so Rick, we had to like go through DMs, and he went through his PayPal to see who had actually right. put into this because there was a, a lot of people. Yeah, and, uh, and like I said, I'm sure more would have been involved that didn't even get asked. But again, we were trying to keep it hush hush. And what I did is I was in a couple of group chats, and I just kind of threw it out there to some people, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm in, absolutely." You know, and everyone seemed uh, super happy with it. So, I, final product there is pretty amazing. Yeah, I. I Seriously, I can't. I can't thank you guys enough, man. I mean, that is, that is. We've gotten a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Oh on, yeah. All, like throughout this show. I mean, I, I, Charlie Shaw. Uh, years ago, I mean, he made us the two Funkos, and and then Travis Fowler made us those Pillow Buddies, and like yeah, mine, mine's right there. Yeah, and and <laughs> for me to have a Bill Venus figure now, that oh my god, and it's a Hasbro. Yeah, and it's Hasbro. I mean, it's just. Absolutely incredible. I, I'm, I'm literally speechless. Thank you guys so much. And you guys have all seen Jason's work, Jason Wolf's work, as yeah. far as Hasbro painting. Like he's he's top notch. He's making all those Zeus figures right now. And yeah. Like obviously that's right up there. Like that's freaking amazing. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. Great, great stuff. Well, anyway, big underscore Bane, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane, I think you're still kind of speechless. <laughs> I, I am, yeah. <laughs> From the Bill Benis figure. Yeah, I actually I actually texted my brother because he's a huge, huge fan of the Bill Benis thing, and I sent him a picture of the figure, and he, he was like dying laughing. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do this at the end of the show because I thought, I don't know, I just I was like, eh, let's just do it at the beginning in yeah. case people just want to hear that reaction, you know, right. right there at the beginning. But we do have a lot of wrestling talk this week. But before we, di- we dive into that, I kind of want to give you a break to kind of collect your thoughts there. But um, they officially announced Key Lime Pie Bang. Yes. yes dude. Yeah. Are you uh, excited about that one? I'm very excited about that. And and 
remembering last week, I was halfway right. Because I was talking about a, a lime flavor. The light blue threw me off on the can. The, the blue threw me off, too, which is why I thought maybe there it was like like a blue frost or some crazy flavor like that mixed with a little bit of lime. If they'd done like an off-white color, I feel like that would have been like perfect. I don't know why they did the blue. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. But yeah, just a, a regular lime green I think would have done great. For sure, for sure. But yeah, that should be hitting stores uh, pretty soon. But as we dive into our wrestling talk, we do have a lot to, to go over this week. Uh, sad news to start it off. Just today we found out uh, Road Warrior Animal has passed away, man. Yeah, dude. That sucks. So, so sad. Bad. Um, so sad. I mean, such a legendary tag team. And, you know, Hawk died in like 03. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking like, ugh, I, could just, I was gutted by Hawk. But, man, Animal dying, like, that just, it sucks. It really does, man. I mean, the, the, um. When you think of like badass tag teams, and for me, even just tag teams in general, usually like the first team that pops up in my head, Road Warriors. That's the first team everybody. Thinks I mean, of. and it's like they are just absolutely probably one of the most badass teams. I don't think anybody will ever really top that caliber. I mean, because they were just big, bad, and and tough, and and I don't know, man. It's just the the uh, the one one shining light is I feel thankful that. I was able to live at the same time these guys did billions and billions of years on the earth. And, um, I happened to be living at the same time. These guys were up and kicking ass. Yeah, I know. It just, it's, it's disappointing. It's sad. It's just like, Oh, you know, the road warriors, mm-hmm. the Legion of doom, man, everyone's always going to remember them as the most legendary tag team of all time. And it just, it just sucks. It really does. It really sucks. Um, retribution has kind of officially, like you're laughing as soon as I say that. Like, I, I'm not watching this. I'm just watching like little clips. Yeah. Is it as goofy as I think that it is? I, you know, I haven't actually. To be fair, I haven't watched. I've seen a couple of Retribution promos, but not in their new masks or anything like that. Um, I don't. So I don't know. So you're not like going out to grab that new T-bar figure? I, I, yeah, I don't know, but I think with a name like T-bar, Mace, Slapjack, Slapjack. <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of setting yourself up to get made fun of, you know, and it takes the whole badassness away completely. Yeah, I and think. I think they I think they lost the first match they had against the Hurt Business, so it's like, well, that was all for nothing. Well, and here's what I don't get, and maybe this is just me looking at it more logically than I should. All five of these people were under an NXT contract. Yep, it's not like they were. Outside, like I assumed it was like outside people, right? Because why wouldn't it be? Yeah, you know, like there was one promo I saw, and I I realized that it was Dominic Dijakovic, um, just because of his body, the freaking hoodie he had on was so damn tight. It's like you could tell it was him just by his body. He's got a very weird body. Yeah, and so and then the way he was talking, even though they changed the pitch of the voice, you could tell it was his voice. And I was like, okay. So that's Dominic Dijakovic. I don't know who the other guys were, but now we obviously know Mia Yim's part of it. Yeah. Which I mean, and it's then Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes, yeah, she was the other uh, the other female, and it's like that's great that they got they got called up, but it's like we know it's Mia Yim, we know it's Mercedes. Just let them be them. Like, and I think Shane Thorne is that slapjack. Yes. Guy. So yeah. again, it's just like they were under contract, they were featured on NXT. Right. Why are they so angry? Right. <laughs> it's like that's the part that, like, the nexus kind of made sense to me because I'm like, okay. They weren't really under contract. They were NXT guys. They were right. treated like NXT guys. So they came in here and tore shit up to be considered something else. I got to get that to a degree. This doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Well, and 
and the curtain was still closed enough back when NXT and the Nexus started that, like... Yeah, because people didn't know about FCW. I, yeah, I legit thought that those guys weren't contracted, but they all were just getting having a chance to be contracted. Sure. And so when they all got eliminated except for Wade Barrett, I was like, oh, well, those guys are gone for good. And then they all come out and do this. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That was what made that badass. Now, I think if they would have maybe, like done a weird stupid angle where like all these people got fired and then all of a sudden they show up a couple months later that might be different but just i don't know it's weird yeah i don't know i just felt like execution was off on that yeah it's not for everybody um uh, 2k battlegrounds man that that has officially been released on all the major game consoles um poetic prophet put out there he wasn't a huge fan i bought it and um my initial reaction was like this is actually kind of fun yeah but the more I play it, the more I realize it's like a mobile game. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing necessarily, but there's something about playing a game like this where it's like, okay, it's, um, you know, like, okay, so you keep playing to earn coins to buy characters, but then it's just, okay, so I, I bought Jake the Snake, for instance. Mm -hmm. so, so now I can play the game and, you know. I can play as Jake the Snake now. I don't know. It's like there's not a lot about the game that's like super interesting to me. Yeah. And I feel I feel like you're failing as a video game developer when I play it for an hour and I'm like, well, I kind of want to play Virtual Pro again, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a pick up and play. Sure. You know, and I think we all knew that going in because it's, I don't know. And, and they, because they constantly said like over the top arcade style game, you know, it's like, okay, so you know, it's not, you're not going to be sitting here for 10 hours playing it, you know. But I, I will say the steel cage match is pretty fun. How that works is you're in the cage, of course, and a bag of money will pop up on the wall. Okay. You climb up and you have to hold like a button down and that'll grab the money. Yeah. When your money goes to a certain point, then you're eligible to climb over the top. Okay. But also, too, an alarm will go off and the cage will electrify. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It's actually pretty, but it's also very hard to do because right. you have to be able to jump off and yeah. know all the right buttons and stuff. So there's elements of it that are fun. I feel like it's kind of like, in a lot of ways, it is like All-Stars. Like All-Stars I thought was really fun. Yeah. But after I played it for half an hour, I'm like, well, okay, that was fun. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of all that there was to it. This one has a lot more unlockable characters. I will, I will say this is a fun thing, and I think the Fig Life community will enjoy this. All the unlockable characters are in similar looking like action figure package. Yes. Somebody showed a picture of that. I thought that looked really cool. And so like when you buy it, it's like the package opens up and they, you know, they come out and stuff. So I was like, oh that that's kind of a cool thing. But yeah. also, oddly enough, it doesn't ever say the fiend on on the game. It just says Bray Wyatt. Really? I found that odd. That is odd. Huh. But he has two alternate costumes as everyone else does, and one of them is him as Firefly Funhouse Bray, and the other is like more like traditional Bray. Oh, maybe that's why. And, and that's probably why. But it's just like, well, that's that's weird. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Not a not a horrible game, but just not the best. I feel you. I'll let you play it later to kind of get your own uh, thoughts on it. Um, but we do have to talk about this because we got a lot of people very curious about what we have going here, and I'm talking about PHPW. That's right. Yes. Um, Power Hour Pro Wrestling. I need everybody that we've announced, I need you guys to get your blood work done. Yes. Physical. Physical. Because I mean, <laughs> we, we're about to start. Hopefully you're trained. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is this is your brainchild. So I'll kind of let you kind of go over your idea and then kind of how it formed what it is. Yeah. So the idea was to, because I'm constantly looking for new things to do for the patrons. And this was a really fun idea to have 
basically create a league uh, on WWE 2K19, which actually the original idea was 2K20. But but it, it sucked so bad you couldn't. We know how that went. Um, but 2K19, so I moved it to 2K19. And the thing was, was we only have a small amount of patrons right now. So I was like, well, I'll open it up to everybody. But the main event guys will be the patrons. Everybody else will kind of be mid-carters, you know, curtain jerkers, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to be a top guy, you got to sign up, baby. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's um, but that's that's that is legit how it's working. But we've kind of altered things to where you know down the line we have uh, a new title that Breaker and I have discussed where um, it'll pretty much be equal to the main event title. Mm-hmm. Um, which right now we have the world title. We have the world title. So the first, basically what this is going to be is PHPW's weekly show is going to be Adrenaline. Yes. And that will drop once a week on YouTube and Patreon and stuff. And it'll come early on Patreon. Yeah, it'll come because we just, I believe we decided Thursdays for um, for YouTube public. But then so we're going to drop it on Tuesdays for the patrons. So two days early. Yeah. And the, the weekly show is Adrenaline. And so four weeks of TV will lead to our pay-per-view event. Depending on the month, because we found out that some months are going to have five weeks. (laughs) Well, (laughs) four to five weeks. End of the month ish. Basically, probably like the last. Are we doing it on Saturday night? Yeah, usually probably the last Saturday. The last Saturday of the month month. will be uh, the pay per view. Yes. So um, we're going to start in October, so we have the full month to go. And as you guys have seen so far, um, Big Chuck. Yep, Travis Fowler and Mike the Cleaner have all been signed. Yes, and as we record this, we haven't announced anyone yet, but someone else will be announced, I'm sure, at this point. Yeah, and a good chance he likes to drink a little bit of soda. Oh yeah, talking about Soda Hunter is coming to PHPW. You damn right. So it'll be announced on Twitter by the time this drops. But I thought I'd, I'd throw that out there for everybody. So uh, the eight guys we're going to announce are going to be a part of this tournament, mm-hmm. which is going to take the course of like three weeks, I guess. Yes, and the and the tournament finals will actually take place at our first pay per view event. Yes, so we want this to be fun, over the top, and our pay per view names I think are really going to be reminiscent of that. Yeah. So you may have seen it on the uh, the Twitter, but would you like to go ahead and tell everybody what this pay per view will be called at the end of October? Yes, our very first pay per view will be called Ghosts, Goblins, and Grapple Holds. Don't let the name pay per view. Um, startle you in any way it's not it's you don't you do yes <laughs> you're 30 bucks a pop yeah that's right you gotta pay or pommy. if you can find the uh um, find the scramble channel you can listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh that will be our, our once a month pay-per-view event so the the conclusion of this tournament the tournament final the main event of ghost goblins and grapple holds will be one of our basically first eight initial competitors yes me and bane will be doing the commentary yes and uh you know People could show up at any point. Yeah. And that's going to be the fun thing. And so you'll see new signings announced and possibly even releases happen. Yeah. You could see injuries. It's going to be kind of like a GM mode where me and Bane are pulling the strings yeah. of and, insanity. And I do I do want to make it clear because I wanted to get this out before anybody thinks that like just how much the strings are being pulled. Um, I'm, I'm doing all the recording and all that stuff at the house. And as far as the matches. I'm simulating everything so i don't even know who's going to win this when it happens and everybody i purposefully made everybody pretty equal give or take one or two points but everybody's you know points like their skill points or whatever are pretty equal so 
it's all by chance who wins. Right. And so uh, I, I say that because I don't want anybody getting their feelings hurt because they didn't go over or they had to do the job that because well, we're not show. that's we're not controlling that. Only yes. thing we're setting up is the match. Right. So we have no idea who the first champion is actually going to be. Right. I mean, until it actually. So we'll know happens. before we record it, but right. when it yeah you know, when it actually goes down, we're not going to know. And so um, I only say that because I did a couple of test runs and I was super shocked at who won. And I even had like uh, Bill Benus in a match, and I was super shocked that he won. And so I was like, well, I got to re-record that because I can't have Bill Benus going over. <laughs> and so it uh, it's it's wild. So it'll be fun times, but um, it's 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 going to be good stuff. So that being said. Um, Pretty much anyone's eligible yes. to, to be in this at, at any point. Now, we can't add everybody at once well, because that takes away the, the fun of a surprise debut, etc. And I, and I also want to say this. Um, I'm, I'm having to create. I'm having to do all that stuff. So when I give the cutoff notice, we're shutting it down. We're not adding any more guys. And also, too, you're making music for people. Yeah, because I don't want anybody getting uh, hit with a copyright notice. And so it's... Um, it's one of those things that I just I, I figured it'd be easier to go ahead and just make my own uh, for everybody, and and that way, you know, and if, if it's one of those things like the guys who are going to be involved initially, if you don't like your music, let me know. We can figure something out. But um, it's all meant to be fun, and uh, exactly, it's not it's, meant it's to be fun. taken serious. It's goofy. At all. It's over the top. It's all that stuff. So, but uh, we got we got some things coming in the works. We got we got plenty of stuff gonna be added to it as far as titles and stuff like that goes. So we're just kicking things off right with the world heavyweight title, titles, storylines, yep. backstage segments. It's gonna be ridiculous, but we're we're excited about it. Oh yeah. Anyway, let's take a break and dive in a little bit of movie talk here. Let's do it. This is Breakin' Bay up at the movies. Yeah. This is Breakin' Bay up at the movies. Yeah. This is Breakin' Bay up at the movies. Yeah. This is Breakin' Bay up at the movies. Yeah. All right, fellas, go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, big underscore band. Tell you what we got now. They uh, released the official trailer for WandaVision coming late 2020 from uh, from Marvel on Disney Plus exclusively, which is going to be like a six-episode series fe- featuring like Wanda the Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Um, you saw the trailer. It's a yeah. little different than anything they've done before, but you actually really dig it, right? I actually am really excited about this. I, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm not the biggest Wanda fan or whatever her name is. Like Scarlet. Wanda. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. Wanda Scarlet Witch. Law. I'm not the biggest fan of her or Vision, but like I, this show looks so much different and intriguing to me than just your normal beat-em-up superhero show. So I'm 100% on board with this. This looks great. Fun fact, she's actually um, Magneto's daughter. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, in the Marvel films, because of Fox, they couldn't mention Magneto or mention that she was a mutant. Ah. That being said, they can do that now. Yes. So I'm wondering if there might be a little backdoor something to Magneto. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be awesome. So I'm a huge Magneto fan. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite like X-Men villains. For sure. So, I don't know. I, I think it's cool that these are moving forward. I'm tired of all this COVID delays. It just pisses me off. But yeah, I'm ready for all this stuff to happen. I haven't been a Disney Plus subscriber in several months. Mostly because I'm like, I don't want to subscribe to stuff that I'm not using. Well, in Disney Plus, you haven't really missed a whole lot. No. You know, I mean, it, nothing really worthwhile has come out since. 
and I, and I knew the beginning. I knew all along I would resubscribe when these hit. Sure, yeah. You know, and so that's that's the plan. But I think I'm gonna do the Hulu bundle. I never did that before, but I think it's a smart move. I think so too, especially if it's only twelve ninety nine or whatever you said it was. I mean yeah. that's that's well worth it to me. I mean oh, getting absolutely. three different platforms for twelve bucks. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the way to do it for sure. But anyway, let's uh let's take a break from this and uh, dive into a little bit of toy talk. Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show where Greg and Remain do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show where Greg and Remain do a bit of toy talk. All right, well, beginner score, man, we don't have a lot of toy talk to this, to, to cover this week, really, um, or anything that I, I really care to talk about, but it came to my attention today that the bed is up. Well, 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 how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the bet, uh, ladies and gents, is is Dunsky. So for everybody that was and I'm trying I'm trying to not say anything too rude because you guys just got me this really nice gift. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hard for me. So back <laughs> off. So suck it. Uh, no, that's, uh, I, I know, uh, I, I knew going into this bet that it was going to be damn near impossible to find those figures, but I wanted to throw that out there because it's like, I feel like if somebody does find those figures, they deserve an extra attaboy for it. And no one did. And no one did. So, At least no one that, uh, that we know in our circles. Right. Well, no one who, who tagged me or anything like that. So, so the bet is officially done. So nobody can, um, win that $50 gift card anymore. Sorry, GBM. But uh, good luck to anybody else who finds it from here on out, if they do, if they ever do. Well, it's it's factor one. One thing I didn't actually think about going into this bet, but like one of them was one in five hundred, one was one in one thousand. Yes, that doesn't mean five hundred are going to hit random pegs. Like how many are actually going to hit random stores? Well, and maybe a hundred. And the Cody was one in one thousand, right? No, it was one in five hundred. That think. was the one in five hundred. The and we Star saw, Trek shirt. We saw like three or four different posts of people that were gifted those. Yeah. So I almost don't even think those were going to hit shelves anyway. It may not have. And I, I would assume maybe a few of the Jerichos might have, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. I mean, I think those were probably gifted items. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. I, I I just knowing how difficult it is to find regular chases out in the wild. I mean, a well, Funko Pops. I mean, how, I mean, how many chases have you actually seen in the store? Never. You know, I mean, if it if it was when you go on eBay, it's one that's maybe worth ten bucks. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. it, there's a reason why they're still on the shelves. So it's it's one of those things. Like I knew I knew going into this bet, this is what was going to happen, and it's and it's unfortunate, but. Hopefully down the road when they do chases again, they won't make them one in 1,000, one in 500, or, you know, just give everybody a chance to get them. Yeah, well, it's like, because, you know, Mattel does those, like, collector's editions. Yeah. Where it's like one guy will hit Walmart, one guy will hit Target and stuff. Yeah. But I've seen those. Not sure. all of them, sure. but I have seen them. And, yeah. and those are still hard to come by. So yeah. one in 1,000, like, that's near impossible. Well, and I don't know, you know, it's a little bit off topic, but I don't know how many of those NECA figures actually get out get distributed but even those not having any kind of collector edition sticker on them those are damn near impossible to find right so it's it's something about when when you add that sticker in there saying hey this is limited edition only x amount of these are going to be made it's like okay people are going to pick these up whether they actually want them or not right because they want that resale and that's the part that sucks about it yeah anyway well that pretty much wraps up our toy talk so sorry people you didn't win the bet yeah are, are is there gonna be another bet in the future for like wave two no because i lucked out 
Uh, now you all owe Bane fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes Chick Fil A. The, the, the next bet will definitely have a uh, a caveat in there to where you guys have to owe me something if you lose. Yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm not just gonna throw money out anymore. <laughs> anyway, let's take a break. We're gonna do. We haven't. We're not gonna do a Tiger Electronics this week okay. because we're kind of running. I, you know, that figure took a little longer than I was expecting. But I think maybe it's okay to do those every other week. What do you think? I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, we, we've played two. You've done Transformers and Little Mermaid, right? Yep. So we got Sonic and we got X Men. So maybe next week we'll do one of those and for sure and kind of wrap it up that way. So anyway, let's take a break. Uh, we haven't even announced our guest yet, dude. Oh boy, because uh, we got so wrapped up in the figure. Speaking of figures. From Figures Toy Company, Christy Petrillo is on the show. Yes. So Christy Petrillo will be coming up after this. Uh, so stick around. We'll be back to close it up. Boom. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. And joining me tonight here on uh, going through the Skype again, uh, Christy Petrillo from Figures Toy Company. Chris, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Glad to be back on. Thanks for having me, as always. You know, I was uh, I was looking on my uh, on my notes the last time we recorded. It was like late 2018. Doesn't seem like that long ago. It does not seem that long ago. I mean, maybe it's just because we're kind of always in frequent contact with uh, you know social media and messaging and stuff like that. Sure. But yeah, I would not have said it was about a year and a half ago. I would not have said that at all. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's wild. Like, I don't like to have people on like too often. You know what I mean? I like, like there'd be a little bit of a break. So it's like, oh, hey, you know, Chris is back on. It's been a little bit. But yeah, a year and a half, I didn't realize it had been that long. So um, um, it's August now. We're kind of still uh, in the midst of this pandemic and everything that's happening. But um, Figures Toy Company, I know you guys got a lot of cool stuff in the works. If you want to give some people some updates on what's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest update is basically the one that didn't happen. And that kind of ties in to you because we were supposed to be hanging out in Tampa a couple months ago. Well, yeah. I mean, and that like, fell by the wayside. We had kind of made loose plans like, hey, if we can do an in-person podcast, let's make it happen. Like, no guarantees because, it, you know, we're both going to be busy. But I, I thought that would have been a super cool thing for us to kind of sit down in person, obviously. But, um, you know, that plan was obviously derailed. And here we are, like I said, in August and not much has changed. So it's definitely been a wild time. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, the whole world itself is kind of at a standstill, and that goes hand-in-hand hand with everything that's going on with us. We had a lot of stuff planned for WrestleCon. Um, you know, our factories are overseas, and overseas was the uh, the place that got hit the hardest first, you know, before everything kind of trickled over here. So our factories started shutting down uh, towards the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, and that put a damper on production of figures that we had expected to be ready for WrestleMania. So, you know, not only would we have seen each other down there, uh, the whole plan was for FTC to be down at WrestleCon. Uh, we had a, a good friend of ours, Dale Torborg, the Kiss Demon, uh, which, as you know, we did the Kiss Demon figure a while back for which the Legends line. Incredible. Love that figure. That the, the fact that we pulled that off, I mean, that that's... That is one of my proudest accomplishments, the fact that we pulled that one off. Just everything clicked at the right time for that one. But Dale was going to be in gear as the Kiss Demon, signing the figures, taking pictures, doing autographs at WrestleCon for us. And we would have had uh, about a half dozen new figures ready for the time. A lot of the people that went into production uh, summer and fall of 2018, uh, Shane Strickland, who's now on NXT, is uh, Swerve Scott, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Francine, Scott Norton, Chris Candido, Joey Janela they would have all been on the gimmick table, you know, ready for purchase. And uh, the pandemic has really 
set us back in that regard. Uh, you know, the factories are still not at 100% capacity. You know, they are working hard at clearing out the backlog. And if you remember, it was towards the end of 2019, it was right around September, October, that we transitioned all the wrestling production to its own factory in order to roll all these figures out uh, faster because we had just picked up uh, on Ring of Honor again. We were doing the new wave of all of those with like PCO and Roosh and those guys. So we had a lot in the pipeline and wanted to make sure that we could get them out in a timely fashion. And then the pandemic hit and it's kind of uh, frozen everything. So it, there's still a lot of cool stuff to look forward to. It's just a big question mark on when we'll actually see it due to, uh, you know, all the uh, other factors at hand right now. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I know like for, for me, I mean, just me personally, the pandemic was, there's been, there's been so many ebbs and flows of it, of like, initially thinking like, oh, this is stupid. They're not shutting things down. Then they did. And then it's like, okay, you know, maybe this is more serious than we think. And I think we've all kind of had different uh, varying thoughts on everything that's happened. It's just been, it's been a, uh, it's been a learning process, I think for everybody. But um, I know that I can probably speak for most people when I say I'm just ready for things to get back to some form of normalcy. And I, you know, I want to be able to see new stuff online and I, you know, I'm ready for figures toy company to start getting some new figures and all that stuff. Cause it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, being at a standstill, I mean, it's good in a way cause you can kind of take a step back. You can just kind of allow things to happen. You can put a focus on the stuff that is available. And especially during the pandemic, you know, it's been uh, a time for a lot of collectors to either start something new or kind of go backwards and kind of fill the voids in their collections and stuff like that. And there have been a lot of people that hopped on board stuff like our Scooby-Doo line or going back and picking up some DC comics characters, you know, all of our other lines are also doing really well on top of all the wrestling stuff, but it's hard to answer every question from a fan base that's clamoring for the new items to come when, you know, you yourself don't know. You know, we went from having the ETA of, hey, these should be out before WrestleMania to we don't know when we're going to see these. It's, you know, it's all dependent on so much going on overseas and, you know, there's shipping delays now. And it's just, you know, it's not just exclusive to us. I mean, it's hitting the industry across the board. I know that um, some Mattel series got pushed back. I know the New Japan series from Super 7 got pushed back. So, you know, we're all feeling it. And, you know, I want to see some of these figures come to fruition because we've got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline. You know, we announced Brian Hillman Jr. We announced Rosemary from impact. She'll be coming out. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys that we haven't shown anything on, but yet people know that they're coming out. Like, uh, you know, our friends over at fully posable, uh, were able to spot that Eli Drake is on the back of the new rising stars packaging. So Eli yeah. Drake hasn't even been shown yet, but he's already been a topic of discussion. And, uh, then the flip side to it, is you get something like the Jim Cornette variant that came out and Jim talked about it on his podcast. And, you know, Jim's a, a friend of figure story company and a friend of ours and has been dealing with us since the original uh, legends line a couple of years back about five years ago. So when he talked about the variant, Jim not only helps promote us, but he also takes figures for himself that he will sign in number and, and sell through his site. And people, who are clamoring for that, those new items and stuff like that, they were driven to his site so much that his site crashed and he wound up taking more stock than he even expected to from us. So that kind of left us with less than we expected to have. And then both Jim's site and our site sold out of the Cornet variant within like the first two weeks. 
Wow. I didn't realize it sold out that fast. Yeah, the Jim Jim Cornette variant is one of our fastest sellers out of any toy line. It just, we blew right out of it. And I've seen it go for some crazy, um, you know, you can't even call it a scalper price now because it's not something that is readily available that someone's trying to profit on. Like, that's out of stock. So that figure actually wound up being a pretty sound investment for anyone who got on that train early on. Yeah, that that is definitely, um, it's definitely wild. But, you know, I think... With the pandemic, a lot of people have probably increased their online shopping and a lot more people are not working or working from home. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, I know me personally, this is kind of when I realized, like, wow, this is affecting everybody. I ordered a T-shirt through a website. I ordered T-shirts from a lot and it took six weeks to get, I think, something like that. And oh, wow. it was so long that I thought, did they send me an email that I just missed? That's what I really thought happened. And all of a sudden, I'm looking through it. I'm like, I don't see any emails. Because normally, this is a website where you order a shirt, and in two days, they're sending you a shipping notification. Because I'm thinking, like, well, how long does it take to print a T-shirt? Not long, if you have all the equipment, right? That should be pretty simple. But, you know, they're probably limited staff, you know, or limited shipping. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been kind of slower because of that. Or, you know, I don't know how many times I've seen a package in the mail where it's, like, shipped, and it's just not moving, you know, for maybe two weeks. It's just, it literally is affecting everything. And like you, you guys talking about it, like you, you're getting stuff shipped in, but maybe it's taking longer or getting stuff, you know, done the right way. It, it's a, it's a process. And so, I just hope here in the next few months things are kind of more, more normal again. Absolutely. I mean, there were a few things that we had kind of ready to go that did manage to trickle into stock. Um, you know, the Cornet variant, the Flip Gordon figure for the Rising Stars of Wrestling series that came out at the same time, and that is available now at figurestoycompany.com. Uh, a couple more products for the DC Comics retro lineup, a couple of new Teen Titans figures. So, you know, it was a, a very small shipment uh, compared to what we would normally get because. You know, normally at any given time, we might get, you know, a, a dozen new figures across all of our different lines and to only get about half of that. It just really shows that the effect that it's taken uh, with the ability to roll these things out production wise. Well, yeah. And I, and I know like your job, and I don't want to speak for you, but I believe you, you basically kind of work almost in the marketing department of Figures Toy Company. And is that kind of a difficult position where people are kind of asking you for an update and you really don't have any information to give them. Like, it's just like, no one really knows. Everyone's just kind of going a day at a time here. Right. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, and especially like definitely these days, it feels like groundhog day because, you know, you're always going to get somebody who, you know, you're going to get new eyes on your product or you're going to get someone who's not um, as hip to social media or doesn't pay as much attention to it. So they might miss that update or they might miss that interview that I did or they might miss, that post that I made and then it'd be like, Hey, well, where is this figure? Why isn't it coming out? Where is this figure? Why isn't it coming out? And I always try to give, you know, 100% transparency with everything. And, you know, usually, uh, whether it's the wrestling figures, the DC comics figures, anything like that, the average production time is going to be at least 12 to 18 months. Now, you know, we always like to announce things that are coming to kind of get the hype going. And, you know, there is sometimes a disconnect between what we announce and when production begins. So, you know, I could say, hey, uh, you know, wrestler XYZ just signed with Figures Toy Company. We're going to be putting them in this toy line. Look for the figure soon. A lot of people will take that date as, oh, that figure's in production when we still need to sculpt it. We still need the approval. We still need to get the reference photos. We still need to determine the gear. You know, you could be looking at 
another two months by the time that figure enters production. Um, same thing with DC Comics. You know, uh, we have to look through the style guide. What costume can we use? What design can we use? We have to get licensing approval on that. So just announcing a figure is not to say, okay, the clock for 12 to 18 months starts now. And I think especially now with people being bored at home or doing a lot of shopping or maybe, you know, their kids are not going to daycare or maybe they got a stimulus check. Maybe they've got a little bit of disposable income to use towards their collection. I think there's a, a lot of impatience in the collector's market. And, and, you know, I feel it too. I mean, I've got a five-year-old son. You know, we're collecting stuff together. I'm getting stuff for him. And just, you know, store shelves are, you know, they're worrying about Lysol and paper towel. They're not worrying about action figures. So, you know, you walk into a store and there's empty pegs, you know, you're really just feeling it across the industry. And, you know, from that marketing perspective, I'd love to have a new update every single day. I'd love to have a strict timeline every single day. And, you know, we never nail down an actual date even before a pandemic because we don't want to let the consumer down. I don't want to say, hey, you know, Shane Strickland and Joey Janela are going to be available uh, on April 1st. And then, you know, the boat capsizes and they have to replenish the stock and it comes in on April 30th now. Like, I don't want to let anybody down in that regard. We always try to kind of give like that loose window. But even right now to say, hey, you know, maybe they'll be in next month. You know, I don't want to set that expectation when there's a lot more eyes on collecting right now and a lot more people are kind of going stir crazy or you know they still don't want to brave the store or maybe in certain states they really can't brave the store as much as they did because of the restrictions so you know i want everybody to look at collecting as a distraction not something that's going to make them uh upset or nervous or anxious you know i want them to look at the product that we have available i mean it's given more spotlight on you know filling those voids or starting those new ones i've seen Numerous people being like, hey, I didn't realize you guys did Scooby-Doo. That's awesome. Like, I just watched Scoob with my son. I'm going to grab him the Scooby and Shaggy. And, like, that's the cool stuff I like to see. I mean, I definitely like to see the regulars, the people that are filling their collections. But you always want new eyes on the product. And the pandemic has at least given us that. It, you know, it's exposed a lot of people who are just kind of doing that web browsing, doing that web searching and that shopping online. You know, it's directed them to FTC. And we're just building our customer base even further off that. You know, definitely. And I, and I know like when I kind of first heard about you guys doing the Ring of Honor and the Legends and the uh, Rising Stars of Wrestling figures, I, I wasn't super aware that you had the DC Comics line. I'm a huge comic book mm-hmm. nerd. And so kind of browsing some of those figures I was like, oh, these are really cool. You know, like there's you guys have a lot of interesting stuff. Like you mentioned the Scooby-Doo line and just I've even seen like a president's line, like a bunch of different um, really fun toy lines for sure. Absolutely. And you know, and they all follow that retro format. So it's not a copycat of the stuff that you would normally see right. at Target or Walmart. You know, it, it's something that stands out even further. It's, you know, it, it's the type of stuff that you would find at a comic shop or a hobby shop. It's, you know, like where you've got the, uh, the statues and the statuesque type of figures. And then you've got your Funko pops. Like, you know, there's so much variety when, it, you know, when you, people think of action figures, I feel like a lot of people kind of limit themselves to, that typical, you know, modern day six inch style when there is such a variety out there. And I mean, that's our whole thing. I mean, even if you look at the wrestling figures, I mean, for the longest time, and you know, we've talked about this uh, numerous times, people would be like, well, why don't you make the legends or the ring of honor guys like Mattel? Why don't you do the modern articulation? Why don't you do the modern scale? 
And, you know, I've always said the Jack's classic line, I think, is the most uh, complete line of figures we're ever going to get as far as the variety of talent. Oh, I don't yeah. think we're ever gonna get, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get a Mattel Elite Tank Abbott or, or anything like uh, that. Zeus, you know. Or, yeah, or a Zeus or anything like that. So I feel that, you know, doing, I mean, especially the legends, but I mean, just doing them all in that style, it's a compliment to that style. But if you look at our entire output, whether it's DC Comics or the Three Stooges or the Scooby-Doo, it is that retro format. It's that original action figure format from the 70s and early 80s before stuff like G.I. Joe and Masters of the Universe, which were all different scales in themselves, got huge. So, I mean, if you want to look at it in that sense, if you want to call them retro wrestling figures, I mean, that terminology is kind of linked to the Hasbro remakes that Mattel did. Right. But, I mean, if you want to look at them, if you want to look at them in that regard, you know, you're talking about a style that is almost two decades old at this point. So, could you consider it retro? Absolutely. But, I mean, I've always thought that people, you know, most people probably still have pretty good Jacks collections, or at least a, a batch of their favorite Jacks figures. So if they're only collecting their favorites, they'll still be in scale with what you have. And I've never seen these as being too far off from the Mattel figures as it is. Like, are they a little bit bigger? Yeah, absolutely. But I've always thought that wrestling figures should look larger than life. I mean, I loved my LJN figures, and you know, we all know those things were like brick houses. So to have these figures be a little bit more muscular, or the body type a little different, it doesn't take away from me displaying them alongside my favorite Mattels. No, definitely not. And I think that's what's what's cool. Actually, uh, Jeff was on uh, was on the show a few months back, and one of the things we had talked about, and, and and I don't know how this applies to other people, but you know, we had talked about how the 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 line the line everybody tends to use is are they compatible with Mattel, and that's kind of where you know it looks like AEW is going that route and. Boss fight, I think, went that route. And I'm not sure about the Super 7 figures necessarily, but he had mentioned that he doesn't like that. He wants figures to be in a different scale because he's like, he said, I look at my figures as a kid. It's like LJNs did not look like Masters of the Universe, you know, and those did not look like G.I. Joe's. Everything was different. And, you know, if you look at every, if every figure on the shelf is the same, then it's there's not that that different feeling, and uh, he brought up the DC McFarlane figures because I guess, and I think those figures look great. I have a couple myself, but um, he had mentioned I guess some people were upset because they were now no longer in scale with Marvel Legends, so people really couldn't display them together. But it's like, okay, but isn't that kind of a good thing because now you have a whole different style, a whole different line, and like they can kind of be compatible with each other, but. I don't know. I think some people just want that compatibility, but I'm 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 very much like you. I like the fact that these are are a little bit different, you know, because you can get a Mattel AJ Styles, but if you're able to get that FTC AJ Styles, they're different, and I think that that's a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, I've always loved a variety. I mean, when I was a kid, I was collecting everything. You know, I was big into the Masters of the Universe. I was big into GI Joe when Marvel got Toy Biz. Uh, even early on, Marvel had the Secret Wars figures in the '80s. It was like Spider-Man, Wolverine, Doctor Octopus. Um, you know, I was just collecting what I liked. I, if I liked a certain comic book or a certain TV show or a certain cartoon, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles, like that's the stuff I was collecting. Right. It didn't stop me from mixing my toys together. It didn't stop me from having fun with my toys. You know, I would create some type of world. You know, I would use my imagination. To have everything be so uniform, 
I think takes away from imagination and creativity. If everything's the same, eventually you're only going to be able to do the same old thing with them, whether it's photography or if you're playing with them or however you're displaying them. If you have something that looks different, it helps it stand out more because if you've got someone taking a look at your display, they might notice the bigger figure in the back or the smaller figure in the front or the guy with the soft goods or the guy with the painted on cape and mask. It's, you know, it's really about that variety. And it's, for me, that's the same for any form of entertainment. I have an iPod with all sorts of different kinds of music on it. I listen to all sorts of different podcasts. I watch all different kinds of shows. If I'm into just the same thing, eventually my life's going to get a little boring. You know, you have to kind of mix it up a little bit. And, you know, I, I've said it before, you know, I, I've been accused of hating Mattel or trying to compete with Mattel. And, and none of that stuff is true. We've never said that we're competing with Mattel. And I certainly don't hate Mattel because if I hate Mattel, my son would not have roughly 300 million figures right. <laughs> in a bit over here that he plays with every day. You know, I'm just happy that I'm able to deliver a product that a lot of fans love. It's allowing a lot of guys to get figures for the first time ever, whether it's an indie guy like Brian Pillman Jr., who has only been around for a couple of years and he's part of the Rising Stars line, or a guy like PCO, who's been around for decades and has never had one form of figure, whether it was a Quebecers figure or a Jean-Pierre Lafitte figure, his first figure ever is going to be coming in the Ring of Honor line. So, I mean, to me, I feel like that's a huge compliment and a huge achievement to be able to have the ability to have these lines. And if you're a true wrestling fan, if you're a fan of these guys, even if you're just supporting that one talent that you really like, you're going to want to get that figure. You you might have the people to play with them and do the photography or whatever, or, you know, they might listen to, you know, whatever, certain forums or websites, whatever, and just be like, oh, well, they're not like Mattel. I don't like those. And I just think that those people are missing out because I think that what we do is pretty great. And I think that we've proven to be a success because if you look back at it now, I mean, you know, you and I have talked for the last couple of years, you know, we've we've met through talking with the fully posable guys and I was on that show pretty early on, but the original ring of honor and legends and rising star sets, we started those in 2015. We're on the five year anniversary of doing all of those. And, you know, you had people years ago, oh, these figures are not like Mattel. They're not going to last. And here we are five years later with another 40 in development. And then once this pandemic's over and we can get that pipeline free and clear, I know I'm going to be able to go out, sign more guys or looking at who else is on the Ring of Honor roster to roll them out. So, I mean, it's it's a proven success. It's been a great format. We've been blessed to work with some absolutely great talent. And now the focus is just going to be on you know, riding this pandemic out and finishing these lines up so that we can get even more pumped out. Well, no doubt. And and I think what's, what's really cool is like you guys have been able to get a lot of people's first ever wrestling figure and, and you know, guys like you, you brought up a PCO. He's a great example. Another one's blue meanie, like their first figure ever and guys who have been in the business for decades. And that's, that's crazy to me, but that's what's, that's what's really cool about this. And, seeing so many guys that you've signed throughout these various lines, getting, getting figures through figures, toy company, like, like blue Meanie had probably given up ever having a wrestling figure. Cause it just hadn't happened. But then you guys make one of them and freaking knock it out of the park. And it's like, I, I think you mentioned it on a previous uh, podcast before the guy was made to have a wrestling figure. Like it just never happened oh, because of his look and stuff. And I think like Mikey Whipwreck's another guy never had an ECW figure. I felt like he was a huge, 
omission from the old San Francisco Toymakers line. Like, I think had that continued, he'd have probably been in the next wave because he was an ECW mainstay, you know? So it's, to me, I think people that, that are like that, I don't really understand it because it's like the, all, at the very, very bare minimum, FTC is providing a different outlet and giving you different guys that you can collect. And I think that that's a super cool thing. Yep, and it might be the only time you see that guy too, because sure. with without something like a Legends deal with WWE or something like that, you know, you're never going to see a Blue Meanie or a Mikey Whipwreck, and then you've got people that you know people might be gun shy on. Like, I, you know, I don't think that Mattel would ever have plans for an elite, just incredible, or New Jack or anything like that. Or and probably, then yeah, uh, Shane Douglas either. Yeah, yeah, Shane Douglas. And then, you know, like you mentioned Mikey Whipwreck. I mean, we did the two versions of him. One of his versions is a retired figure. Now, once a figure retires at FTC, unless it's someone who can negotiate a new deal and maybe do some type of variant down the line, that means that figure's gone for good. And you know, we've talked about stuff like the, the Kenny Omega before. You know, people are uh, up in arms over the AEW figures, you know, seeking those out and uh, not finding them at Walmart yet and everything like that. And some people are like, oh, I can't wait to get a Kenny Omega figure. FTC is the first ones to ever do a Kenny Omega figure or Young Bucks figures. And that Kenny Omega figure was another one of our fast sellers. And I want to say it was maybe like just a month or two ago, the FTC Kenny Omega Rising Stars figure sold for something like $200. So a lot of these things, what people don't realize is they are a sound investment because, you know, the $25, $30 that you're spending on an action figure, you have to remember that FTC were only putting out, say, 1500 or, or maybe 2000 or something like that. Now, for something like AEW or Mattel, that would be considered a chase figure. That would be something that shows up like one every 10 cases or so. You know, that's the type of figure that you would see scalpers trying to gouge people for on eBay. If you buy an FTC figure, and I feel that I've always had a pretty good eye for, um, you know, who's hot in the industry, like who's catching that buzz, who's going to kind of only increase their profile down the line. So, you know, we've had the guys like Kenny guys like the Young Bucks, you know, those types of figures. Uh, I mean, AJ Styles, sure, it might seem like he's in every Mattel set nowadays, but that first Bullet Club, bearded, long-haired AJ Styles figure came from FTC. So, I mean, if you're someone who's collecting for in that investment in something that is not widespread, that, you know, whether you consider it uh, kitsch, uh, if that's the term, or whether you consider it um, you know, just like a, a first time in the line type of thing. However you look at it, you know, our figures are not at mass retail. And I think that they hold more value than the guys that are getting pumped out six or seven times over by the major toy companies. No doubt. And I mean, I, I actually, as you were talking, I was like, I'm going to go to the website and kind of look at some of the stuff real quick. Like uh, another one, the uh, Chris Hero in the white. That's one mm -hmm. I picked up a while back. It is now sold out and retired, meaning that we won't see that again. You know, so there's a lot of stuff on here that like people may uh, may be sleeping on a little bit. And um, you know, like you said, Kenny Omega, that's actually one I missed. I did not buy it when it uh, when it hit. Went back to get it later, and uh, it was sold out. So I went to eBay, and I'm sure you can guess about the prices I was seeing. It was a lot, and I was like, oh, dang, I guess I'm not getting that one because, like you said, it's kind of a kind of a thing like you you brought up a very good point like you guys are putting out enough product which would be considered a chase figure for a major company so very very sound investment it's an internet exclusive obviously and mm -hmm. you know that was the first chris hero action figure that i that i know of 
the first Colt Cabana figure. I mean, so many guys' first figures, and some of them maybe their only figure at least for a while. Yeah, I mean, even a guy like Chris Hero, you know, he wound up getting done as Cassius Ono, but then they made him, you know, we're talking about chase figures, they made him a target chase figure, and he was, you know, short-packed, one per case or one every other case. But, you know, now that he's no longer with WWE, and then we've sold out of one of the versions of ours, the only way that an affordable Chris Hero action figure, Cassius Ono action figure, is that remaining, that, that Duke Blue Devil version that we've still got. And once that one's gone, I mean, unless something happens where down the line Chris Hero, you know, decides to re-sign with us again, that's it for Chris Hero figures. And that Cash Ono Elite, I mean, we've seen prices on that one spike. We know how much that one is. And then the fact that the other FTC one is sold out, give it time until that one starts to rise up. You know, maybe it won't reach the Kenny Omega levels, but I mean, that'll probably start getting up there too. So, you know, I mentioned the Jim Cornette variant selling out. I mean... That was going for crazy money, and it was a figure that had literally just come out, but it sold out so fast. So there's definitely, uh, you know, an audience who's aware of the value of these figures and who's enjoying these figures, whether it is for the collector's purposes or the display or the play. And you know, there are some figures that I just think that you know we have done a better job as far as the likeness. I mean, you know, some are hits, some are misses, but that's every toy line. You know. It, a, a, a failed idea for a sculpt or a concept is not anything exclusive to any one toy company. You know, people may hate one of our sculpts, but that doesn't mean that everything that Mattel does is perfect or that Hasbro does is perfect. I mean, you know, there's plenty of uh, character criticisms to go around for any toy line, you know, not even exclusive to wrestling. But I think that, you know, our Bobby Fish sculpt uh, with the mouthpiece, with the, you know, the jagged teeth on it that he had and the, eyebrow the sneering face everything like that i think that knocks the one that mattel had done out of the park definitely i i I think i think that i think that ours is is better there and you know some people might be like oh but you know it doesn't have the elite articulation well that's not what we're talking about we're talking about sculpt wise sculpt wise i think that we've done a better job and you know there are a lot of times where people be like oh that looks nothing like the guy and then they pull up a reference photo that has nothing to do with the one that we utilized, like um, I had posted a picture of uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent, like best friends figures a couple of months ago. And then someone took a picture of them from AEW and was like, yeah, I'm not seeing it. It's like, well, if you take a picture from ROH about two years ago, you would see what we utilized. Like, obviously if you pull something up now, it's probably not going to look identical because, you know, Trent's growing out his beard, you know, they're looking a little different. I think Chuck Taylor was like clean shaven, at the time, it's like, you know, we're going off what we're given at any given time. You don't want to take a look at something right now and compare it to something that was made two years ago because, you know, WWE falls into that trap too, where they've released figures of a guy who's dyed his hair or cut his hair or grown his beard out or shaved his beard into a goatee. I mean, that's just the type of stuff that happens. It's just the lay of the land. The toy company is not going to tell these guys don't shave your beard until this figure comes out. Don't get a tattoo until this figure comes out. Right. Because then that just gives you ammunition to go back and do an updated version, which is something that collectors are going to want anyway. So it's beneficial if this guy is changing his look so that your collection of that person doesn't look so static. No, definitely. And I, and I think that's it's easy to, I think, maybe look on the outside without really understanding the industry. Because I'm not going to say I'm the expert because I'm not, you know, but... I know that there's a process that goes into 
creating these figures. It's not just, it's not as simple as just, hey, we'll sign the guy and get a couple pictures online and make a figure. There's so much more to that. And like you said, the looks change and this and that, but you know, I think you guys are doing an awesome job and and I'm I'm super excited for when uh, more figures are launched and more announcements are made and I'm always following on social media. I think it's great stuff. Yeah, I mean, you and I both, man. I mean, it's, you know, I try to keep busy as best I can. I mean, obviously we've got a lot going on and you know we're still working with our retail customers and our wholesale customers. You know, business has not slowed down. I mean, we've been open all through this pandemic. You know, we've been open for shipping, we've been getting product out there. And I've been pushing stuff on the social media, uh, you know, even with the wrestling superstore. So one of the things that managed to creep in um, just as uh, everything started going down was the steel cage playset, And that thing has been a huge seller for us. That thing has been amazing. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it is just, it is absolutely great. I mean, and that was a big investment in and of itself because, you know, we've done plenty of action figure gear before, you know, we've done, commentary tables and, and barricades. We've done the, you know, the ring of honor guardrails and the toy belts and stuff like that, but we've never done a gigantic playset like that. And the success of that, you know, I'm hoping that we can keep that rolling and parlay that into doing, you know, other sets. Maybe we can do our version of a cell or maybe a blue cage or, you know, something of that I'd love, nature. I'd love a blue cage. That would be so cool. I mean, I mean, that would be awesome. I would, I mean, you know, I saw the war game set from Mattel. I was I was a little bit let down, not just for the fact that it was one of those reckon sets with like the the additional features, but it, it doesn't look like it's a complete cage. Like I think there's like one wall of the cage, which is like a wall of chains and not like an actual cage wall. So it's like it, it doesn't truly look like a cage. Well, and there's also that know, that that point in between the two rings where it's like an open space. Yep, that was a big that was a big thing for me. It's like I, I get like it's just a toy, but it's like, huh, that's weird, you know. I, I don't know. Like I, I I agree. I think it was cool that they did it, but there's there's something about it that looked a little off too. And I mean, I, I it would be such a huge undertaking because as you know, you know, we have the FTC rings, which are essentially real scale rings, like Jack style mm-hmm. real scale rings. So I mean, to to make something like this would be a huge undertaking. But I just think in my head of how great the cage has sold and i'm sure there's probably a couple of people out there that have bought two of them and have probably are probably trying this as we speak but i would love to see what two of our rings side by side and just take that fourth wall away from the cages and just see if we could have like our own double cage double ring playset. i mean it would it be massive absolutely would it be worth it absolutely i mean just as a display piece or using that for any type of photography, I, I just think that that would look tremendous if you had the space for it. Well, you know, Nate from Ring Skirts, I'm sure you you've seen his uh, Twitter. He had he's built his own oh, yeah. uh, War Games cage, and it's freaking phenomenal. I mean, like I'm yep. sure, like you said, it would be an undertaking and would not be the cheapest piece, but that would be a cool thing to have for any collection. Yep. No, I mean, and, and Nate's awesome. I mean, just, just a good dude, a solid dude. I mean, he's always pushing for us on social media. You know, we've gotten a meetup and hang out at one of the fully posable meetups and, you know, he has put out some awesome, awesome pictures. I mean, his display, I mean, it is, it is the stuff of legends. It really and, is. Uh, I told him, I was like, you need to set up like tours in your basement just so people can come see all this stuff. Cause it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I know he's done like virtual tours, like he's shown off his belts, he's shown off his setups and stuff like that. But I mean, I've always, always seen him tag us. Like when people like 
dude, what ring is that? Where did you get that ring? Where did you get that? And he's like, dude, biggest toy company, wrestling superstore. He's like, that's where I got tons of this stuff. Yeah. He's like, go there, go there. Like he's always singing our praises and you know, and he, he doesn't have to, but I truly appreciate it because I would say maybe like a couple of times a month, he puts something out and everyone's like, dude, where did you get that? He's like, man, it's like wrestling superstars got tons of those go over there. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's what's and really I, cool about people like that. Yeah. I mean, I I've seen that. That's what I was going to say. I've, I've always seen the community, the, the, the fig life community as, as the guys at Philippe Oswald would say, or the collector's community, whoever you want to put it, you know, they, they get it. You know, I, you know, I, I would say that you're a, uh, you're a regular, you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I know that you've, you followed us since we've been talking and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, there are a lot of people that get directed to us, you know, by reference or recommendation, and then they stick around, you know, I've seen people, Oh, Hey, like, you know, they told me to get this ring and I love it. They told me to get this figure and I love it. I'm going to be getting more. And whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, I mean, that's the type of stuff I love sharing. I mean, I can do product placement all day long and, and links to what we're selling all day long, but I love seeing the displays and the collections and the crazy stuff people come up with, whether it's the wrestling or the other stuff. There's one guy on Instagram who uh, mixes his Scooby-Doo figures up with um, some of the other Mego like horror type characters, like there's like a Mego Freddy Krueger. So he had like Freddy chasing Shaggy and Scooby. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, it's, it's hysterical to see some of this stuff. There's another guy who utilizes the three stooges with the presidents. So, I mean, just like the, the, the creativity of some of these people is just mind blowing. And that stuff to me is more entertaining than just a, a new product placement or a, Hey, this just came in because it shows you, what you can use these figures for or how you can, uh, you know, interpret them as you will, uh, you know, what you want to utilize them for or a different way to display them. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought of sticking, you know, the Scooby-Doo gang with a Freddy Krueger? Right. You know what I mean? But do you think about it? It makes perfect sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally perfect sense. And, you know, I love seeing stuff like what Nate does because it shows our product being enjoyed by someone and that's the best advertising of all. That's really cool. Well, Chris, I don't want to uh, keep you too long, but if, if you're cool with it, let's pause here and uh, get back on for part two. Does that sound good? Sure. Right. And we're back. We're back. Big thank you to Christy Petrillo from Figures Toy Company for uh, being on the show. Always always great ta- talking with him. Super fun guy, super knowledgeable, and you know, Figures Toy Company. Keep an eye on them because they're going to be um, announcing a lot of good stuff very, very soon. For sure. For sure. Now, before we, uh, before we uh, wrap it up here, before we put a little bow on it, uh, we got to talk a little Chalkline, big underscore Bane. Yeah. So Chalkline, some weeks will announce a ton of stuff. Other weeks, they will not announce much. This week, they announced not a ton, but they announced some good stuff. First of all, the uh, Two Dudes with Attitudes uh, shorts and jackets are now both available if you want to purchase those. Okay. And then I got to talk about these. What about these Royal Rumble 93 shorts? Oh, my God. Yeah, those are pretty awesome. That I legit am like, I have to have those because I'm a huge Razor fan. I'm a huge Brett fan. I love that old school look with the logos on it. Absolutely. Just, I love everything about that. Now, they have caught a little flack in the comments, and I would like to get your opinion. If you zoom in on that picture, you see a lot of the Royal Rumble um, competitors underneath, okay. right? Yep. Well, if you look in on that Macho Man, that's not really historically accurate to 1993. Uh, maybe the Jerry Lawler's more late 90s. Ooh, you're right. Now, there was a Walmart shirt that was released a few 
probably a few weeks ago, a few months maybe. And a few people commented it was like it was like a WrestleMania 14 shirt, but it was like 2000s Austin, early 90s Sean. Yeah. The pictures. So people are like, well, that's not right because it's DX Sean. You know, it's not right. the right pictures. But it's a Walmart shirt, so I'm like, well, I give it a pass. Yeah. What do you think about something like this? Does that bother you or no? It bothers me because of the price point. Right. If if this was a Walmart pair of shorts that was like ten ninety nine, yeah, whatever. It's it's not noticeable. Cool. Yokozuna's on there. Right. Yeah. But the fact that you know you're paying how are these like these are like fifty dollar pairs 55 of shorts, right? Fifty five now, yeah. and so it's it's like yeah, maybe make sure you got the right macho man. And that's a little thing. Me personally, I look at that. And I'm thinking these are amazing. Like I could, that doesn't bother me as much. And I wouldn't have noticed it had it not been pointed out. There you go. But now that it's pointed out, it really bothers me. It's a little bit different. So you know, everyone's got their own opinions. But I, I think they're still cool. I, I'm a huge fan of of that era, early '90s. So here's another question to ask, though. Do you think maybe this was just a photo that they were? Do you think they actually went out and sought out all these characters to put them in this little graphic? Or do you think maybe it was a graphic that had already been made and sent to them? No. So actually, the lead designer, I actually follow him on Instagram because every now and then he'll post um, teasers on his story okay. of stuff that he's working on. Like he actually posted a teaser several months ago of like Green Ranger shorts okay. that they haven't shown yet. I'm like, oh, badass. Nice. And so he he posted something about the fact that he used, number one, he has used legends that are under a deal. Okay. So guys that are not under a deal, they can't be used. And um, like Shawn Michaels, for instance, is on there, and he wasn't in the Rumble that year. He wrestled Marty Jannetty in a singles oh, match. Oh yeah, that's right. So I think what he his idea was, and and it could be certain pictures. I don't know because I mean, like Mattel, when they put out a figure, they get a picture like of, of a legend that you know, goes along with that time period always. Right, right. Like it's not, they don't put like the, like, you know, you had that, that finding moments, macho man. Sure. And WrestleMania three gear. They didn't put a 91 macho picture on it. Right. So maybe they could have, maybe he wasn't aware. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what level of his fandom is. I, I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing. I don't know, but I know people took him to task on this that are very bothered by that. Me personally, like I said, it doesn't bother me as much, but I do get it. It wouldn't be a deal breaker for me if I was going to get these shorts. That wouldn't be a deal breaker for me because the main focus isn't Macho Man. The main focus is Bret Hart and Razor Ramon. Now, if it, if he was adding something to it. Right. And so, honestly, he could have gotten rid of all of that and just had Bret and Razor, and I would have been perfectly fine with those shorts, too. Honestly, I would still like to see some 91 shorts. And I don't know how many of those guys are under Legends deal, but when they're all like cartoon, looking like they're running through the alley, mm-hmm. like we've had Jason Wolf do, like that Absolutely. would be amazing. Yeah, so for sure, something like that would be great to recreate. Uh, they also showed some new jackets: Io Shirai, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. Which the Mia Yim's kind of obsolete now, is it not? You know, I don't know. She hasn't changed her Twitter handle. Well, maybe, but she changed her look though. She did change her look big time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? So those those are pretty cool. We've got an Akuma jacket from Street Fighter. I'm not a huge Akuma fan, but I think the, that jacket does look pretty awesome, and it's reversible. Okay, which yeah, is, that's cool. Which is fun. A few other random posts. A WrestleMania six jacket, the Ultimate Challenge, Hogan and Warrior. Um, that's a really really cool looking jacket. I love the lightning and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see myself wearing a. I don't see myself wearing that, but it does look cool. Yeah, the Money Ink jacket. Um, I think we've talked about that before, but unbelievable. Looks really good. 
yeah, lots of cool stuff. Street Fighter shorts. I'm super pumped for those. Chalk line's always killing it, man. And then uh, also, too, did you see the old school Brett and Sean shorts? These kind of remind me of the old school 90s t-shirts where, like, they had their faces real big on them. I think that was the inspiration for these. Yeah. Pretty pretty fun design. Yeah, I dig it. And uh, Jeff Hardy Fanimation jacket is now out, which, um, you know, I was wondering about that because I was like, oh, I, th- I just assumed Jeff was jumping to AEW. Yeah. And apparently he's sticking around WWE, at least for right now. Yeah, he is. So, so it's, I, I dig that jacket, too. It yeah. It looks good. Yeah, very cool stuff. So Chalkline's got some awesome stuff coming. But I would like to get everyone's opinions. Check out those Royal Rumble shorts. Let me know what you think. If you think it's okay, if it's a pass, if it's not, you know, like you said, I think the price point does factor in. Because I wouldn't expect Walmart to get historically accurate pictures. Exactly. Yeah. So. There, there's something to that for sure. But that being said, I'm pretty sure all Chalkline's product has to go through a uh, approval filter because mm-hmm. that guy's also posted stuff that was not approved. Uh, so WWE did approve that. So, yeah, but, and it might be one of those things, again, like that Macho Man's so small, maybe whoever saw it didn't even notice it. Could you be. Know? So could be one of those things. Who knows? Anyway, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, I just want to give one more big thank you for that figure. I, that is seriously just blowing my mind. That's the coolest effing thing i'm really appreciative for everybody and, and like i said i'll i'll get that list from breaker of who all contributed and I'll, I'll personally thank you guys so that's it's coming but right now just an overall thank you to everybody and again if i missed you on that please let me know because it was not on purpose we we tried to find everyone we think we did me and travis spent quite a bit of time going back and forth to make sure we got everybody that was on there because some people contacted me some contacted him yeah and so I was like, well, I, th- I think this guy, did he contribute? Like, yeah, he did. And so we kind of, we had to just kind of go through PayPal finally to figure it out. But also, too, I had to kind of like make up a story as to why I was <laughs> you open that box, in which I told him that I bought something really stupid and that I wanted you to open it live on the air. And you had to know that that was bullshit. Honestly, I didn't because <laughs> I thought you were just looking for an excuse to like record me doing something. I mean, uh, but yeah, I. I totally blown out of uh, blown my mind. Yeah. Well, I see. And I I had to open it ahead of time to make sure it looked right. Right. And I was like, because you know, if, if it's messed up, maybe we can fix it before. I mean, sure, not that yeah. I could, but maybe right. we, we could. And Travis wrapped it so thoroughly. Yeah. That I had to. I, I got all the bubble wrap and stuff off of it. But I mean, I'm glad he did that because it came looking that's, like excellent condition. That's, that's them Ohio players, man. They take care of their stuff. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But um. Thank you guys for checking out another edition of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Like I said, Christy Petrillo will be back on next week for part two. And uh, definitely give a follow and listen to some of our uh, podcasting brothers. Of course, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff and Scott dropping a new show every Sunday, just like this one. Two great dudes. Great podcast. I was just listening to it today. I can't get enough Fully Posable, man. I love it. Good guys. Love those guys over there. Yeah, so check them out. The OGs of WFP, right? You damn right. That's actually one lyric I did not get wrong from your song. <laughs> <laughs> Have we yes. talked about that on here? Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. So for the longest time, I thought, and if anyone does not know Fully Posable, their song, you did, their ending song. Yes. And I thought it was the Two Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's Tune because <laughs> their last name is Tune. Right. And yeah. like it works still. Yeah, it still works because they are two brothers. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you ever met someone that, that says like this is the lyric, but it makes no sense to the song. It's like that can't be it. Right. Like I, the two brothers. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. That's the Tune brothers. Yep. So there you go. 
Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his uh, crazy crew over there, Cam, Craiger, Joe, all those guys talking all kinds of retro stuff, man. Absolutely. Um, they So we had a, a glimpse into their reality when we watched, what was that shitty-ass movie we watched that Charlie Shaw suggested? Assault on Devil's Island. Assault on Devil's Island. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we just did a watch along this week uh, on the energy shot on Family Double Dare. Yes. That was kind of goofy, too, but I felt like a lot more, a lot easier to get through than that crap. Well, I think mainly because it was like, we knew this is going to be over in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like... What's what's better, 20 minutes of torture or an hour and a half of torture? Definitely 20 minutes yeah. of torture is better. Yes. Always. So, so, yeah, I was all about family double dare. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, it was goofy, but it, like, it was It was like, it was what it was, you know? Yeah. The, um, was it that show? No, it wasn't that show. That was Legend of the Hidden Temple that we watched. We, we actually re- pre-recorded a few of those. The host was really creepy on that one. Was, was, was it that one or was it family double dare where the host was actually pretty creepy? I think it was Legend of the Hidden Temple, the guy that was wearing the khaki shorts. Okay, yeah, that was him. Yeah. And I never, and like we we realized we never noticed that before. Yeah, but it came across very odd. Yeah, just a, kind of a kind of a creep, kind of a creepo. Yeah, oh, it was like the way he asked questions. He's like, oh, nice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, freaking weirdo. Yeah. Uh, also, also check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric. Uh, positive look at pro wrestling. I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're a wrestling fan, which I hope you are. Because yeah. why the hell else are you listening to this if you're not? Right. <laughs> um, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, the Ohio players, man. Two contributors to that uh, to that awesome figure. Right yeah, there. And I, I love those guys over there too. If you if you aren't listening to them, you really need to be because it's not only um, informative. I mean, they they not only go over wrestling figures, they go over merchandise, they go over um, they started going over the NFL. Yeah. Now that that's kicking again, I mean, they they cover a lot of bases, very similar to our show too. And good dudes over there. everything, yeah. Yeah, and it, um, you, they'll have you laughing your ass off for they, they, an hour and a half. They definitely will. Now, I will say this. I have a feeling that you know who's back. Yeah. They're going to be all up on Bill Venus, and I'm going to start feeling that aggression build. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it, we, we might see a shift in Breaker's attitude when he announces doing the favor on the shots. <laughs> Very possible. Uh, tri- trivia with Buds with Ryan Budge dropping a new show every single day. Check him out. I haven't seen any new live streams. I hope he's able to do some live shows again. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he's doing good. Yeah, for sure. Love love that guy. Super, super fun dude. Especially if you like trivia. I mean, even if he's not doing new episodes, which I, I assume that he is. Um, I haven't I haven't checked it out in a while, but great for road trips. People are out yeah. traveling. Tons of trivia out there. On Absolutely. Tons of different topics. The Elite Eight Showdown with Big Chuck. Yes. My episode dropped, man. It did. And I you know, I you know, I listened to that breaker and uh you 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 said some things about me on there. Wait, pal. what did I it's been a while since I recorded that. What did I say? <laughs> you you said that, of course he egged you on, so I'm not totally blaming you, but you said that you were the star of this show and that uh that that you know it's called Breaker and Bane by design. And that was pretty much it. Well, I was like, well, you you son of a bitch. Well, Bane and Breaker's power hour kind of doesn't it, roll it off. It does not, it does not sound very good. And yeah. that's that's the main reason why it's called Bane and Breaker. Breaker and Bane. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I think we can agree Big Chuck is kind of a sack of shit, right? He he legit does everything in his power to pit everybody against each other. He's over there just pulling the strings like he is. Like Mr. Burns. He, he is an evil, evil man. 
That he is. He's also signed a PHPW. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get my chance to whip his ass. It's gonna get hot in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ringside rant from RJ, uh, from RJ. Check him out. He's uh, always got a new guest every week. Super good guy. Another contributor to your figure, as was Big Chuck. Yeah. And Eric and Barry and, and Jeff and Scott. I mean, so many guys on this list. Ringside rant. Check it out. I think he drops a new show every Wednesday. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson dropping a new show every single Friday. Really fun dude. Always has that positive message, which I enjoy. Boots to the face. Great dudes. Really fun show, especially if you're a big wrestling fan like most of us are. I highly recommend checking out their show. And then finally, we can't not mention him, the one and only Jason Wolf. He's probably the most responsible for how good this turned out. Yes. Because me and Travis Fowler could not have painted that, I can tell you that. No, and he... Absolutely, just just killed it. It looks amazing. Well, and he had he had messaged me about the uh, I mentioned it earlier the uh, the I don't know like the cargo belt. Yeah, that Slaughter has. I'm looking at it from my perspective. If I were to try to make that, right, you're just gonna have to paint over it because I don't. I mean, like, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like I can't make something like that. Right. No, he like sands it off and redoes it. The whole I'm like, holy crap! I mean, yeah. Like, that doesn't even look like Sergeant Slaughter anymore. No, no. And that's what's so incredible. Yeah, it, it looks like its own figure now. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. He, he's one of a kind, so give him a follow, especially if you need some artwork done. At the art of Jason Wolf. Yes. Grapple Holden to Be the Man. Evil Ain't Good. Wrestling comic books. You can find them both on Amazon, and to Be the Man's also on Comixology. And Grapple Hold's done by a good friend of the show, Dave Thomas. Yeah. In fact, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think old Dave Thomas might be uh, making a pit stop at PHPW in the future. I think he'll be making a couple of them. Yeah, could be. Could be. Bane's music. You can find it all. Excuse me. Easy there, fella. Jeez. That was was for Jordan. Uh, Bane's Music, Spotify, <laughs> Apple. I'm distracted. I don't even know what I'm saying now. You can stream it. Check it all out. It's all available on all those streaming platforms. Yes. The singles, the albums, all that good stuff. And I think you're still uh, still working on new stuff, right? Yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to trying to figure out what I'm doing. I, I keep going back and forth, you know. I don't know what I'm doing, you know. I'm just doing stuff. Just doing stuff. Back to the Nintendo. Check out my retro gaming podcast. Dropping a new episode every Friday. This week, we just dropped Tetris. Yeah. Which is fun. Good stuff. Classic I, game. I think everyone remembers Tetris, right? Of course. So on there, I'll give you a little spoiler. Brett decided to put the difficulty up. Of course he did. Dude, it was really hard. I bet. Like, we yeah. like both failed very quickly. Did it start off really fast? Yes. Yeah. Like You know how when you push the button and the piece will drop fast? Mm-hmm. That's how all of them were. Yeah. You have no reaction time to get it twisted around. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very difficult. And then, of course, it's back. Um, I guess by popular demand. I don't know. A bit of demand, I guess. No holds barred with that sack of shit. The guy that busted in here yesterday or last week. Yeah. Bill Benus. I hope he wasn't in here yesterday. Good God. Watching me sleep. (laughs) I did notice it smelt a little funny in here it when did. I walked in. It did. There's times when, like, I don't know, like, if you're asleep, the house is quiet, and you hear random noises sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm always just like, if that's if he's in my closet right now, yeah, like, rubbing his nipples, I'm going to be so pissed. They always say it's just the house settling, but really, it's Bill. Well, you say that, but, I mean, if, unless you've had a home invasion, it changes your perspectives. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, guys found me at three different places I've lived. He has. Um 
I actually need to do like an x-ray on, on like a full body x-ray and make sure there's not like a GPS tracker in me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That probably would be a bad idea. But uh, yeah, episode one is out. He, he does feed you a lot. He does. He does. And that's scary. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's probably GPS trackers like in my body from all the food. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, season, season three is out. Episode one dropped this past Tuesday and uh, he already tried to fire Kevin. So yeah, things are happening. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Fun the, stuff. The the uh, wildest podcast. Of, I don't even know what to call it. What is what is No Holds Barred with Bill Venus? It's it's a wrestling show that completely forgets it's a wrestling show. There it is. That's yeah. a very good analogy. Yeah. And then of course patreon.com forward slash bbph. Um, what we do on that show, and I don't know if we talk about that or on Patreon enough, but we don't really tier the uh, the the amount. And what I mean by that is like if you're a patron from one dollar. Well, I guess we do for the gifts, but $3 and $5, you get everything. Like, number yeah. one, you'll be basically a top guy on PHPW. <coughs> you get the energy shot every week. Yeah. And um, and all the updates we have and all that stuff. But also, if you're a $3 a month, you get one gift a year. Mm-hmm. $5 a month, you get two gifts a year. Yeah. And we're coming up on the uh, $5 gift time. Was that Christmas, right? Yeah, so that's coming really quick, isn't it? A couple of, couple of months away. Yeah. A couple, two and a half months. So check it out, patreon.com forward slash BBPH, one free pod or one podcast every week, plus perks on PHPW, man. Damn right. Kind of up your standings, get them title shots. Yeah. So there you go. All of our t-shirts are available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, and whatamaneuver.net. You can search out the Breaker and Bane's Power Hour store and also the Bane store. Yeah. A couple, couple t-shirts on there. Absolutely. And then finally, uh, Average Panda in Outsiders Beard Co. You're actually wearing the Outsiders Beard Co. hat right now. I am, yeah. Outsiders Beard Co. Um, actually, I'm going to start with Average Panda. Average Panda, I got the um, spooky sets and ghostly gains for all you guys that guys and gals that go to the gym. Um, little t-shirt that's going to stick around straight through Halloween and then be gonzo. On the Outsiders Beard Co. <clears throat> side of things, I have... The uh, the fall scent, which is the s'mores. Also, I've kind of reworked the website. I don't think I talked about that last week. But oh, on which one? Pat, Average on Panda? Outsiders Beard Co. On Outsiders Beard Co. Yeah. Let's, so, let me look at it right now. So, um, man, I've got some in the back of my throat. I'm going to edit this out. <coughs> it's not a COVID cough. That's like I got some in the back of my fucking throat. Um, anyway, so I've kind of reworked some things. I've taken a lot of the even the classic scents down oh boy the classic scents are actually gone and they're going to come back as seasonal scents so okay so i, I see they got the candle jack up there candle jack is strictly through halloween once halloween is passed it'll be gone and then right below that you should have s'mores we have s'mores and then a lumberjack and then lumberjack so lumberjack and s'mores are going to be our fall sense and then of course original <clears throat> original is going to be the main the mainstay that will be here all year round but lumberjack and s'mores okay. are your new fall sense they will get off the site once fall is over when we move into winter and then winter will have some more sense there you go and you can get all these in beard balm or beard oil I guess it kind of depends on what you're into. And it probably also kind of depends on the type of beard you're wearing. Yeah. I know me personally, I, uh, I've i always preferred the balm. Yeah. But I've talked to people that are like, no, I like the oil. So, Well, and also, too, it also comes in a combo pack if you would Absolutely. rather have a combo. 
Um, I wish I could still have a beard because I would love to try that candle jack. That sounds amazing. I'll bring some. I'll bring some by just so you can get a get a whiff. Get a little whiff. Yeah, a little whiffski. Smells are free. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird fucking thing to say. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? Good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.